0: Good morning and welcome to the Lakers Lowdown, I'm Anthony and today on the show. Honestly, I'm trying really, really hard not to scream and cuss, so let's see how long that lasts. Normally I like to start with the good things that we saw from a game or, or, or takeaways or bits of news over the course of a day, but you know what, And after this one there is just not much. I guess I could technically start with the first and second quarters, right? I can say that the Lakers outscored OKC forty-one to nineteen in the first quarter, and then, well, nope, they lost the next quarter, thirty-seven to thirty-one. OKC goes in the second, forty-one to twenty-three in the third, and then twenty-six to twenty against a you would hope desperate Lakers team trying to get uh, the win that they earned themselves. Quite frankly in the first quarter and then crapped away. So like, if you want me to talk about the, the positives here, just, there just just aren't very many. And <laughs> let's just say it'll be a short show for you if you're sitting here hoping to hear positives. Now, a lot of people are blaming Frank. Uh, I think a lot of people are, are, are blaming Palenka. Uh I mean, I, I guess. You know, I, I think we learned pretty definitively over the over the uh, off season that Palenka isn't making calls on roster construction and and Frank, like, what buttons do you want him to press when everybody is is just kind of sleepwalking through the three quarters of a game? And, you know, I for me, I think this one starts on uh, with with 80 Russ you know, all the, the only thing we were saying the, the most pervasive bit of analysis after last, last night's game was, uh, that's why you trade for Russ, right? The ability to go out and beat San Antonio. Now I think it was a little iffy that they required overtime to beat San Antonio, given the state of that organization right now, but fine, whatever it's early you're learning to play together. I wasn't even going to mention that last night. But then you follow that up with this type of effort where Rust goes for a quadruple-double, you know, points, rebounds, assists, turnovers, uh, and he finishes the game a game-worst. Yeah, game-worst, minus 12 in this one. And and honestly, that stat aligns with what we saw out there on the court. He took bad shots. I thought uh, his penetration where last night was nice and crisp— and with a purpose, I thought in this one, he got back to just kind of hoping that the defense would, would play him to pass or, or, or you know, and and, and uh, open up a passing lane that just never really opened up. And then once, his, his instead of adjusting and aggressively trying to get to the rim, he started taking mid-range and three-pointers. Like, Russell Westbrook taking eight three-pointers in the game just shouldn't happen. It's just, It just should not happen. He's not that kind of a shooter. And, you know... For all of the, well, they're learning, they're learning and all this stuff. No, no, no. That's Russell Westbrook. That's everybody who has watched Russell Westbrook over his career knew that that three-pointer was going up late in the game when they were down by three and they had plenty of time to run a set. Now, unfortunately, or well, I guess fortunately, you know, after he bricks that shot, they force a, uh, an eight second violation and then Frank, now this is where I will kind of get on Frank here. Then Frank runs some weird isolation from Malik Monk at the top of the key where all of his best looks so far this year have come on assisted three-pointers. So that was certainly a decision. And then after that, you have uh, a defensive possession where they throw the ball to Mello, and <laughs> Mello shoots a three-pointer about 23 feet or I guess it was uh, 19 feet. And and you know there was another possession late in the game where Vogel had plenty of time to get a better defensive player out there for Mello. Uh, Vogel opted not to do that, so it's like it's not that Vogel is blameless here. I thought he again he I, he just might not be a good fit for this roster. We'll talk about that in a bit. But I, I there's just when you when you blow a 26 point lead and that turns into a near double digit loss, like everybody has to look inward here. Every single person. And and in situations like this, where your roster is built from the top down, those looks in the mirror have to start from the top down. I do want to spend a little bit more time on Anthony Davis because look his stat line tonight, right? Thirty points, eight boards, couple assists, a steal, no blocks, which wasn't ideal. Uh, Twelve of twenty-two from the field is fine. You know, it's better than fifty percent. Six of seven from the three-point or from uh, the free throw line. That's the stat line of somebody who played a really good game. Thing is, Anthony Davis is talented enough to where he is capable of getting those numbers and not really imparting an impact on the game. He barely touched the ball down the stretch. Uh, when he was touching the ball down the stretch, it was fade away after fade away after fade away. And, you know, like when I talk about Anthony Davis's talents and, and the way that he can rack up stats because he is a very talented player, I sometimes wonder if he's like too talented. And he convinces himself that he's a a different kind of player. Anthony Davis, when he's playing at his best, is a defensive menace and is a pick-and-roll finisher. That is the best version of Anthony Davis. This idea that Anthony Davis can step out and be a floor-spacing three, he has shot worse than Draymond Green since the beginning of uh, last season from three-point range. Worse than backpack-ass Draymond Green. Or if it isn't worse, it's like right there with him and this idea that you know you could just throw the ball into him in the pinch post and he can go out and get a shot he had a really good stretch there in the bubble where he outshot his career percentages from the mid-range and three-point range and i really hope at some point soon he realizes that that isn't the best version of himself this idea that he can be like you know a, a floor spacing no he's not he's He's a cheat code because of everything he can do on the defensive end and because of the way that he can finish on the pick and roll. That's like that's the best version of Anthony Davis. And I just, yes, we'll probably get it in big moments when the Lakers need them. But the point of a regular season is proving yourself over the course of that regular season so that when you need those those Anthony Davis freak minutes, it's in a, a, a playoff series where you're the heavy favorite and you have home court advantage. And you have earned that over the course of the regular season. And instead, the Lakers keep playing the way that they, they could very easily be 0-5. If they keep playing like this, you're you're looking at a play in game. And sure, great. We'll get playoff early <laughs> playoff minutes from Anthony Davis, where he actually does the things that make him valuable as a basketball player. I don't want to harp on this one for too long because it is just one of eighty-two. It is a brutal one of eighty-two. I would maybe argue that this is the worst Lakers loss I've seen. One of the worst Lakers losses I have ever seen as a Lakers fan. Ever. This Oklahoma City Thunder team, it was a running joke within their own fan base that they could go 0 82. 0 82. In the first quarter, I was joking with my dad that this might be that that might be the worst team i've ever seen and that worst team that i've ever seen went out and blew the doors off the lakers for the next three quarters it's just it's just and then the the, the whole don't dunk the ball after you've already gotten the steel bullshit shut up just shut up <laughs> like don't be that 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 angry lame-ass uncle who got shown up by the younger more athletic nephew and and then you know tells the nephew again because we already saw it from lebron Oh, you better not talk now. No, you should just talk with your actions. You're the better player. You're the better team. Fucking win. And if you don't, if you get, and, and, and if you get knocked out and, and embarrassed, ask yourself why instead of whining to the guy who did so. <laughs> That's going to do it for this episode of The Lowdown. In a second, Jacob Rude and I are going to uh, record the longer version of this. Uh, it will look, Jacob is more even keeled, so I'm sure we'll bring a little bit more levity to this, uh, but I just didn't have it in my mind. That was embarrassing. That was embarrassing for everybody involved. Until tomorrow, I'm Anthony Irwin saying happy